I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Aria. Talking to me. It is it is a, a heavy podcast. series of competition, but so far this is the worst intro we've done. <laughs> well, we just had to sync up our um our recordings because we're doing this in separate rooms in the same building. We just can't stand to look at each other. Yeah, I smell terrible at the moment. I haven't bathed in about nine years, and it turns <laughs> out that about eight years and eleven months is where it gets bad. That's it. That's breaking point. Until then, but, um, it was just bad roses, but now, worse yeah. roses. <laughs> um, I think the intro has come back around to being on par with the rest. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay with this. The intro is the or, or, or audio version of how I smell. <laughs> uh, I hope our listeners don't finally hit breaking point. Uh, this is Arya talking to me, a Game of Thrones podcast. I'm Ben Vanell. You're Adam Knox. We're in different houses, and we're going to talk about Game of Thrones. Hell yeah, bitch. <laughs> this episode is called Walk of Punishment. It's episode three of season three. Are you ready to rumble? I'm, I've been rumbling since we started. <laughs> My okay. tummy, that is. I'm bloody hungry. <laughs> I, I'm hungry. I'm hungry for discussion about Game of Thrones. Oh. Uh, in general, I quite liked this episode before we go. I, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I liked it as well. I, uh, there's some interesting characters introduced, or at least I think introduced. I might have just forgotten them. Um, yeah, ro- right and- up top. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's just get stuck right into it. It opens on, um, Catalan Tully's, t- Tully? Yes. Yeah. Tully's brother. Or, or the, the little Viking boat first. Um, oh, it was the Viking boat first. Yeah. Right. I might have, I might have been looking away from the screen. Whenever I put something on, I immediately look away. That's right. That's, that's it. It has to draw me back in with the audio only. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Ed Muir? Tully? The Ed one who Muir. died? Yes. And he's dead. Yes. He's off on a ship. And then- No, yeah, no, no, Cat- no, 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 no. He, uh, fucking like, whole Ho- Hol- oh, Hoster. I forget. Hoster, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Holbrook is, what is that, cheese or something? <laughs> I think- Hol- uh, Hal Holbrook was a, I think a filmmaker, maybe. I think there's also cheese that's Holbrook. Well, that's, our interests are really been pinpointed there. If you wanted to say the entirety of Brook Shields, you might say Holbrook Shields. Okay, and now we're back to our crossover. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's good shit. Um, yeah, uh, so you- Hoster, Hoster is dead. That's Catalan's dad. Right, and Edmure is the brother who's trying to shoot the arrows. Yes. Okay. And boy, if he ain't missing. He fucking sucks. <laughs> He's real bad. Especially like the first shot, the boat is the closest. <laughs> yeah. So surely, like, if you don't get it on the first shot, you're fucked it. 
Yeah, you've got to turn to your uncle and be like, hey, can you do it, please? Yeah, the the guy all in black who we learn later in the episode is called Blackfish, which- Yes. The undersea version of Black Mirror that deals exclusively with <laughs> super intelligent submarines that go too far. <laughs> nice. Well, I mean, a water at night is a Black Mirror. Oh, shit, so, motherfucker. <laughs> did, did that just blow your mind? Man- what the fuck even is lie? <laughs> but uh yeah, he's he's he sucks at it. Blackfish comes along. Very good again, mm. Game of Thrones he set up of these two people. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Ed Muir we see is immediately ineffectual and Blackfish is sort of a dick but also really good at being a, a fighter man cuz he yeah, he shoots the arrow, he turns away hands the bow back, and uh, and then the arrow hits the boat and sets it on fire. Yep, arrogant and a lone wolf, but mm. he, he can back it up. So uh, it. him him and Rob will get along, surely, because do we go straight into them having the argument? Yes, yeah, yeah. So Ed Muir's like, I really won that extremely small battle, and the Blackfish is like, why are you bragging about fucking this up? Mm. And Rob is like, Rob gives him the best talking to yeah, yeah. And you sort of yeah. learn that, like, because, of course, Ed Muir is, is Catelyn's brother, so that makes him Rob's uncle. And then mm-hmm. you don't really know until later on when Catelyn and, and Blackfish are talking to each other that that's um, Catelyn's uncle. So, yes. Hoster's yeah. brother. And all the Tullys, this is the first time we've seen any of the Tullys other than Catelyn, I believe. Yeah, yes, yes, spot on. Yeah, that's why, I, I'm, obviously, we've seen the show before, so I, I remember these characters, but I wasn't sure if this was the first time we'd seen them. But yeah, I guess, I guess it is. Yeah. So they, uh, they, they, Rob does a very good, generally kingly, strategic, tactical, you know, sort of overview of how exactly Ed Muir is fucked up. <laughs> totally. And I, I love Which is it. good. It's a good, it, yeah, yeah, it's great. It's also a good little reminder for the, viewers of like oh that's right there's a actual war going on that rob is involved with and we kind of thought that he was winning to a, mm. to a point but obviously all the shit that happened with king's landing and the complications there and we learn ed Muir basically not doing what rob wanted and kind of charging in and trying to be a hero has basically fucked it for them like tywin got away the mountain got away they consolidated their power in King's Landing, and now the Stark army is undermanned and kind of fucked. Yeah. Rob seems stressed by it, too. But also, it's a good reminder of Rob's uh, actual capability, because it's been, like, a lot of his men kind of going, like, Rob, what are you doing here? And mm. re- being reminded, they're like, oh, wait, Rob has a head on his shoulders was good. Yes. Yeah, sure. He might be, They might be in a shitty position, but, yeah, he was able to articulate very well why that was and yeah you're right so it it reinforces that he's a smart capable man agreed and that's that's i think the end of that scene and then we go over to the aforementioned king's landing where tywin is sitting at the head of the table for a uh, small council meeting yeah i think it even goes like rob stark goes now we're going to lose to bloody tywin lannister (laughs) and then immediately cuts to tywin's feet or whatever and this this <laughs> yeah. little musical chairs thing here, again, so mm-hmm. simple and straightforward and, like, obvious, a little, like, a little bashing you uh, over uh, the head mm. with who everyone is here. But, again, an- another good version of this Game of Thrones thing. 
Yeah, it's literally a Game of Thrones. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> but, um, Dude, I can see myself in this water at night. What the fuck? <laughs> Maybe you should look up from that water and look around at all the fish around you for once. What? You know, because like, you're always looking at your phone, I mean water. Dude, get out of here, fucking David Fuckhead Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Ty- it, it is obvious, this little ploy, but it it's also representative of who Tywin is, which is kind of a cunt who just yep. wants to manipulate people and see what they do. Yep. Uh, little finger like, oh, yes, sir, yes, sir, please, sir. Walk straight <laughs> in, like, think he's being the top ship by walking straight up there. Varys, mm-hmm. like, kind of just going along with it, doing what he needs to. Pycelle <laughs> hiding in plain sight is a little like, oh, ignore me, don't mind me, I'm at the back. And then yes. C- Cersei coming in and like, fuck you, I'll shake it up and do exactly what I want. Yep. And then Tyrion coming in and being like, whatever, I'm going to sit over here <laughs> just to be a, like, to make it clear that I think you all suck. Yes, but also he's directly opposite Tywin. Yeah. In terms of, yeah, down the other end of the, uh, the long table. You could argue that he's the head of the table from a certain point of view. Mm, I wouldn't. You could, though. And mm. I'm going to, in my extended <laughs> series of essays, Tyrion <laughs> at the head of the table. Why? <laughs> and then just a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Tyrion sits there. They start sort of, you know, um, having a bit of back and forth about shit that's going on. Um uh, they talk about Rob. They talk about how Roose Bolton is leading their army because Rob's at the funeral and how Roose is at Harrenhal, which was given to Littlefinger and how, and Varys is like, well, you could say that Roose Bolton is really the Lord of Harrenhal. I suppose you could put it in such a way as to say that Littlefinger is a total piece of shit. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and, and Tywin is also like, well, I mean, who even gives a fuck? That place is a bunch of rumble, rubble anyway, which uh, isn't <laughs> very nice for Littlefinger. No, but Littlefinger's getting his later in it when he's going to go and marry Crazy Lysa Allen and get the veil. Ar- Aaron. <laughs> Tim- you got Tim Allen on the brain. Tim Allen's sister. <laughs> yeah. Wait, John Aaron's um- dead? Uh? <laughs> very good. What a week of Tim Allen it's been for us. Um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Lysa Aaron um, is going to get married to Littlefinger, which is going to make him Lord of the Vale, Protector of the Vale, or something like that. Yeah, which is pretty pretty powerful position. Couple of creeps with a huge suitcase full of sex toys there. <laughs> Absolutely, and a bunch of uh, a bunch of soldiers and shit, and like a a, a very well protected uh, stronghold. Sure, if you want to focus on that part of it. I mean, I just wanted to mention it so we can get back to those sex toys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Littlefinger looks a little smug. You know, he got he got a bit of a um, a beating to his dignity with the whole Harrenhal thing. But he's uh, he's back on top. He's feeling good. Mm. And then I think there's there's maybe a bit of other stuff. But basically, there's a reference to like the ma- the 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 Master of Coin because that's what Littlefinger used to be. Yeah. And boy, howdy, if it's not him now. It's a certain man at the head of the table from a certain perspective. And the Tyrion seems like, it almost seems like being the master of coin is, I mean, I guess it's because he doesn't think he's going to be good with numbers and maybe he'll like, 
get shit on for being an embarrassment again. But Tyrion seems really u- upset to be the head of the Master of Coin. Totally, yeah. He he he, it, it, he takes it as a punishment, mm. um, which is again like fuck you, Littlefinger. You suck, and your old job sucked too. But yeah, I I, I totally think that Tyrion. And I think Cersei sort of mentions it and sort of has a go at him is like, yeah, you're shit at numbers and being the master of coin for a kingdom that's probably spent a lot of money is setting you up to fail. Sure. Yeah. And, and later on, I mean, this is getting ahead of ourselves. Later on, it does seem like everyone can't, mm. it's an open secret that, uh, the finances are fucked. Yeah. Yes. Totally. Um, but before that, we, we fly over to the middle of nowhere where Jamie and Brienne are, um, they're tied up on the back of a horse. There's a bunch of soldiers walking around singing a song. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're basically fucked. <laughs> They've been captured. Jamie's yeah. like, why didn't you, we could have taken him. We could have taken him if I was armed. And she, Brienne was like, you were armed. And he's like, yeah, but I was, I was chained up. Come on. Don't get me on. A technicality there. I know I was armed, and I'm always going to be fully armed. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, uh, what's his name with the goatee? I, the, he, I know he works for the North in some way. The, the, uh, oh fuck! What's the character's name? The actor the is Noah guy. Taylor. The guy. The, oh right. The leader guy. Yeah. I'll, I'll um. I'll look up his name because that'll be annoying for people. Um. <clears throat> but anyway, go on. Oh, uh, well, he's just driving. And I just realized when I was watching this whole episode that I couldn't remember who he was, what his name was. Locke. His name is Locke. It's such a boring name. Yeah. But his, uh, his real name is Noah Taylor. He was, uh, the sidekick in the Tomb Raider movie with Angelina Jolie. Oh, not. Well, yeah. Not, but like, uh, what, what's his name? Fucking. Um, not Rimmer. Yeah, Rimmer was the the butler. He was yeah, Rimmer was the butler, and Noah Taylor was like the, you know, other other guy, like the the guy that flew the plane or something. Okay, right, right. Yeah. Well, yeah, he he's uh, leading this charge, and he works for the North. He yes, and and he wants the uh, the plaudits that he's going to get from delivering the fucking uh, Kingslayer himself. To uh, we're not really sure. We I guess. I mean, I back guess- to Rob, because Rob wanted him, right? Like, yeah. Because Catelyn releasing yeah. him was a big betrayal. Yes. Which Rob seems True. to have gotten over. I guess he's got more on his plate. I got- he's got more to deal with now. Mm. Um, he's he's had to move on, which I imagine you would uh, with a lot of things when you're fighting a war. Sure. But um, the- this lock guy does have the, the House Bolton banners. Yeah. Well, and the Boltons are basically the second in command to the Starks, it seems like, during this war. It's like the Boltons, the Starks, and the Car Starks are the three big families. Yes, the big northern families. Yeah, you're right. If there are others, I can't remember them, which probably means- There's Bear Island that, like, the Mormons are from. There's the Mormons, but but they're not really a factor anymore since they are at the wall and on the other continent. Yeah, totally. I, 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 you barely associate them with being from the north anymore. They're yeah. either the head of of the Night's Watch or yeah, a guy who's in love with Daenerys. Um, I'm not in love, but yeah, <laughs> hold I, your fire. There's no. a whole there's a whole bunch more scenes later. She's my friend. That's all. 
Um, anyway, yeah, not really much happens in this scene with Jamie and Brienne, except Jamie is like, you're going to be in trouble. You're probably going to get raped. Yeah, and they have a pretty grim conversation about that. Yes. Yep. Um, so, uh, the next scene, um, is Arya. We check in with Arya and the Hound and the Brotherhood of, uh, no banners, the Brotherhood without banners. They're in some village and they're getting ready to move and they're chucking the Hound in a carriage and, uh, honestly, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, like, there's, they try to force like a tearful goodbye with hot pie, but it's like, that dude sucks. <laughs> that dude sucks. He had no character to him. And it, it also seems like Gendry and Arya don't really give a fuck about him as well. Yeah, I, it, it, she has to kind of force pretend to even give a fuck about him, so. Yeah, totally. He, he just, gives her a, a, a piece of bread baked in the shape of a wolf, which it doesn't look like. It sucks. It looks bad. And she says <laughs> it, it really tastes does. good, but like, what are you gonna tell them it tastes like shit? Yeah, it's already a shit thing. <laughs> You're not gonna rub it in. So yeah, yeah, nothing really takes place there. They just- Not leave. really. She, she, she has a go at the hound. I think it's supposed to be like the same place where he executed the butcher's boy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's, that's basically the, uh, extent of that scene. Yeah. So, just checking in, reminding us they exist. Uh, who else exists is Mance Raider and the Wildlings and all that little crew. Yeah, right. They, they find a, the big circle of Godfather films here. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Or a spiral, a bunch of, I guess. Yes, yes. A expanding or concentric spiral of offers that were too good to refuse. Um, <laughs> and yeah, uh, the the because the warg spy was like there were men here there was that's, like that's pretty fu- I I just want to admit, that would be pretty funny to like I don't know if this has ever been a sketch to have the Godfather scene happen the guy mm. sees the horse's head and goes wow my own horse's head what an <laughs> offer that's all right that's good that's good shit let's uh, let's do that let's film it tomorrow all right get um, a horse's head <laughs> I'll go to right, the I'm, butchers yeah you got to make him a a really good offer. To get that horse's head. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. All right. It's an ongoing sketch, I guess. It's a whole series built around horses' heads, um, which also could describe Game of Thrones, the TV True. show Game of Thrones. The television show. Someone should do a podcast about that. Mm, yeah, they know. just kind of go like, hey, all the crows are dead now. These mm. horses are fucked, but the crows <laughs> yep. are thingos, uh, are zombies. Yes. And you if guys- Mormon's still alive, he's probably fucked as well. Yeah, and which I I I don't really I guess like the two hundred men who died here are obviously separate to the ones who were walking south. Oh, I guess I was a sort lot of, of this confused has been by this. Yeah, because mm. yeah. I remember when it came back at the start of the series, it was like, oh, now they're walking. What happened in between here? So there must be some big battle. Yeah, I guess some big battle, or or there was just a huge group of guys, and they were all together, and they were all with Mormont and Jon Snow and Sam, and they're basically being picked off in in batches, maybe. Sure, I guess so. Yeah, but um, then uh, yeah. they they say like, "Hey, go down to the wall. We'll go mm. get them while they're mm. while they're weak here." Yes, they're gonna go attack Castle Black, apparently. Which is pretty, and it, he's just like, "Hey, climb the wall," and they're like, "Yep, easy." So yeah. it seems like that wall, not super effective as a barrier. Yeah, I mean, maybe for zombies, 
But then again, we've never seen the zombies even get near the wall. And so... do, like, it, it, it has been implied in the past that the wall is for the zombies, but at mm. this point, everyone sort of does believe, like, the wall is for the wildlings up north. Yeah, yes. Yep, sure. Um, but anyway, apparently John's going to go and have to attack his old, uh, his old home. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, he's going to tug at his collar um, and be put in a real dilly of a pickle. But um, you know who else is in a real dilly of a pickle? The surviving members of the Night's Watch. They, um, they have to beg for shelter from Craster. Man, he's he's double creepy as the last time we saw him as well in this scene. Yeah, yeah, agreed. I totally, yeah, he's fucked. He's gotten worse. He's like, that pig's better than a woman. That fat cunt's worse than oh, a pig. Yeah. I love this pig. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I fucking love this pig and I'm going to eat that fat little boy. <laughs> that's, that's kind of, that's his whole vibe this time. And there's the, the sound of a woman giving birth outside. And he's like, go tell yeah. her to shut up or one of these days right to the moon. <laughs> and uh, yes, yes. Sam sneaks out to investigate and it's his old mate Gilly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The girl who talked to him. Yep. Crapping out a little piglet. <laughs> you know they don't crap him out. Eh? <laughs> oh, never mind. Um, but uh, yeah, she, she pops out a little uh, a little baby pig. Uh, but it's a little baby boy pig. A little mini craster. And the boys are the ones who he leaves out in the forest. That's right. They show the baby's dick. Did they? <laughs> I genuinely looked away for that bit. No, I, there's a baby dick in the show. Yeah, there's right. more baby dick than there is man dick. We've seen Theon's dick, so that's two baby dicks. I guess so. That's two baby dicks. And then like 800 breasts. Hell Yeah. <laughs> That's the way the world should be. I wonder how many people do watch Game of Thrones and just go like, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, three prozies at once. So what? cool. Are you kidding me? When does that happen? <laughs> the ultimate three at once. Does that happen next or no? We go over to Essos next, right? Um, Yeah, I don't remember when that happens. Uh... Or maybe it already happened. I think. Oh no, it's no, it's a little bit away. Um, no, before we go to Essos or uh, the actual second next place, we go back to um, Theon. We check in with old Theon boy. Oh right. Yeah. And so that guy, that creepy little sweeper man, comes back and um, and takes him off the the cross. He's like, hey, and, I just yeah. have I've been able to take you off the cross the whole time, but last time I just swept. But this time, yeah. I'm, I'm taking you down, and if you ride east, here's a little horse. Mm-hmm. You're gonna see you know, your you, sister. You gotta, you gotta be able to ride. Can you still ride? You're like, yeah, man, I can ride. I've got holes in all of my extremities, but I can probably ride still. Yeah. And then he's like, I'm gonna make you the Lord of the Iron Islands. And Sweeper mm. Boy's like, we're not in the Iron Islands. And Theon gives a look <laughs> like, yeah, not, not yeah, now. I, I didn't, <laughs> yeah, not literally, I, not literally now. I'd, like eventually. You can come just, to the Iron Islands later. A nice, a nice thing to say. Like, God, I've just, I don't know. Fucking sweeper boy. Dude, um, sweep up your brain a little bit, please. <laughs> Maybe that's what he has been sweeping this whole time. It's, it's the ultimate irony. Whenever you meet a sweeper, the, the only thing they can't sweep is, is, in a bed, is the, is, a little sweepy. They're always up. Yes, they can never sweep. Um, so that's real. That's all that happens there. Then we go to Dragonstone and we see Stannis. Baratheon. 
Dragonstone <laughs> always sounds like a metal band. <laughs> yes, it does. Nice. Uh, let's start that t- as well tomorrow. We can do that. We'll do the sketches and we'll do a new, a new metal band. All right. <laughs> I've got time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Melisandre, the Red Witch, is leaving and Stannis is, like, really upset. Yeah. And, and like, I think probably fairly he goes like, hey, you're abandoning me, right? Mm. She's like, mm. no, no, no. I saw something in the flames. Don't worry about yeah. it. Through the fire and the flames, I saw something. I'm definitely uh, coming back. What a, a fully packed suitcase with one-way uh, airfare? No, it's it's all it's part of the plan. No, my plane ticket doesn't say literally anywhere but here. <laughs> Where would I on even other, buy that from? <laughs> on the other side, it does not say fuck Stannis. It's certainly, uh, <laughs> but yeah, she's like, I've got to go. Yeah, do it says something. fuck Stannis, but no, I'm not going to fuck you, Stannis. No. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, like, he please does... give me another baby boy. Yeah, fuck me. I want to fuck another shadow man into you. And she's like, nah, you're literally too weak to bone me. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're tapped out, bro. You're, you, it, I don't want you come and dust all over me. <laughs> It'd be a dust baby, and that's no use to no one. You're not strong enough to make me crap out a piglet. <laughs> <laughs> a shadow piglet. Um, but yes, she says some, well, he, he, he has royal blood, and that royal blood helped her make a shadow baby. But um, he's too weak, so she needs to go find some more royal blood. Yeah, and he's like, but I'm the one true king. And she's like, yep, but you're not the only one with your blood, are you? Mmm, because there's a lot of uh, Baratheon bastards out there, isn't there? We might know a certain Baratheon bastard. And it smash cuts to, not that, it, uh, sm- <laughs> it smash cuts to Astapor and Daenerys. Right. And, uh, yeah, the, the, it's basically that whole scene again where the guy just keeps insulting her and calling her a slut, and the translator is just like, um, he says, uh, it's, uh, gonna be real expensive. Yeah, yeah, nice to see you, pal. Yeah, they're walking along the battlements before that, right? And they're like, mm. they see all the, the tortured, uh, trainees yeah, who aren't doing yeah. well enough. And yeah. then, and she goes Jorah to- and what's his name? The new guy. Oh, uh, Barristan Selmy. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Those two are kind of, like, trying to figure out what the power dynamic is here. Mm, mm, mm. Which was interesting. Well, well Jorah is, is fully in support of a slave army. And he makes some good points, too. He's like, look, I don't know if you've ever really seen a war Daenerys, but, like, men who are hired do terrible things. And they, yeah, yeah, they ruin yeah. the places you're trying to conquer and spread a lot of ill will. These guys, they're fucking pussies, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll, they're, they're ultimate cucks. They've had their balls cut off and they'll do whatever you tell them. Man, they're, uh, imagine doing whatever Daenerys told you. I <laughs> wouldn't know what that felt like. I, are you thirsty? I could go get you a drink. Uh, that's a good point. Barristan is like, you should have guys who want to fight for you because they respect you. And Jorah's like, no, just get guys who are fully devoted to you no matter what. Yeah, guys who want to fight a creeps. <laughs> get these guys, they'll come in and they'll be completely controllable. And yeah, it's unethical now, but we're going to save ourselves a whole bunch of ethical problems down the line. And like we're, we're going to be, in a, in a certain sense, rescuing these guys from this awful fucking horrible cunt who treats yeah. them like shit. So she's convinced and she goes to buy them and he's like, you can't afford all of these. She's like, um, what if I gave you a dragon? And he's like, a hubba hubba what? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And and both Jorah and Barristan are like, whoa, 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 whoa. Do Slow not give here. your dragon away. Yeah. 
And she she gives them a knowing look, and she's like, I mean, like, this isn't the spoiler section, but watching this this time without thinking about the rest of the show, I was like, she's not giving away a dragon. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I ever believed she was it, it, the first time through. So, yeah, I don't even think that's really a spoiler. It would be insane for her to do that. She's got a plan, and she's looking at this dude every time he talks about all the stuff where he's like, blah, 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 this slut. And the way that she's looking at him, it's like, she knows what he's saying. She clearly knows. She's There's some way that she, she, she at least knows he's being a dick. Yeah, exactly. Because he's not hiding it. Like, he keeps laughing to his friend about stuff he's saying. <laughs> yeah. And then when yeah. she translates, like, he said good morning. Like, oh, yeah, that's <laughs> he real keeps, funny. He keeps pointing at her, doing the, like, finger in the other finger hole thing and yeah. laughing. <laughs> doing those, like... Eight figure eight curves in the air, and he's like, <laughs> yes. and she's like, uh, he said, we've got a lot of time, hourglass time, <laughs> exactly. So, um, she she clearly knows what's up. She, she, this guy's been rumbled. She's uh, gonna trick him with this dragon, like she's done before. Like those magician guys were like, ah, oh, thanks for the dragon, and she's like, yeah, he's really he's gonna your relationship's really going to hate up and then the dragon set him on fire. <laughs> I believe she said that yeah, word for she, word. she did some G.I. Joe shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that that whole bit, like, she took uh, Miss Sandy as well. Yes, yeah, yeah. She takes the translator. Um, and, yeah, she she's sort of like, hey, you going to be okay with this? Because, like, we're going to battle... And you're going to be in, in danger, and you might die. And the translator's like, ah, oh, Valar Magulus. And, and she's Daenerys- like, ah, having a gila. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she says, yes, all men must die, but we're not men. And they have a little bonding moment. Yep. Because they're both Sheilas. What? <laughs> uh, and now we go oh, th- We go back to King's Landing, and we have some, um, well, first- uh, Tyrion checks in with Littlefinger and gets all the books from him. Right. And gives him a sweet little dig about how he killed that baby. Yes. Yes. Yeah, safe- T- Littlefinger's like, oh, the safest place for for these is in a brothel. And yeah, Tyrion's like, well, it's not so safe for bastards because they all got murdered here. Yeah, remember when you let that happen, dickhead? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's yeah. getting all the money books, putting them in a little trolley with Podrick. Yes. That's basically all that happens, right? They just take him. Bronze there. They just take him. Bronze there. And then uh, Tyrion and Bronn are like, look, we got together, Podrick, and we were trying to think of a way to thank you for saving my life and, and performing so well at the battle. So we got you some gratuitous nudity. Hooray. My favorite. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. The things just- that uh, one of the girls did with her legs was really cool to open the curtains. Yeah. That's the only way I'm ever going to open curtains from now on. <laughs> you can even become a contortionist just for that. Yeah, I'm going to open blinds with that. Like, <laughs> do it on my side and scissor kick upwards to make them ravel up really fast. <laughs> um, okay, well, at least this scene was good for something then. It's going to be a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's basically just uh, Podrick gets treated to three sex workers who are, uh, apart from the contortionist, gratuitously naked. I guess she must be like a circus act who didn't want to uh, take her clothes off. Maybe. Who can tell? I mean, anyway, that's that's that scene, basically. Yeah. And then, um, uh, wait, what was next? 
I think just to be they, clear, I don't have anything in front of me while we're recording this one. That's why sometimes I'm like, uh, what was next? It's not because I can't read, but I am looking at an article. <laughs> no, you're looking at a, a, a blank wall. You're sitting as close to a blank wall as possible <laughs> with me on the phone. <laughs> just it's best open. for sound. Yes. If yes. you stand right next to a close wall, it's slightly echoey, which is exactly <laughs> what you want from a podcast recording. <laughs> um, I think, I don't know if this happens now or slightly later, but Podrick basically comes back and is like, they wouldn't take my money because I have such a big dick. Yeah. He's like, I fucked them so good they wouldn't want to be paid. And then Bron and uh, Tyrion are like, holy moly, give us some <laughs> holy, tricks. Holy macaroni. Yeah. Uh, uh, and that's after saying, like, by the way, we've borrowed lots of money from the Lannisters. The Crown has borrowed money from the Lannisters. Ah, uh, yes, yes. And we've borrowed lots of money from the Bank of Bravos, which yes, I the, don't know what that is. The Iron Bank, they call it. Um, like, ten, tens of millions, Tyrion says. Yeah, like a lot, a lot of money. They're really in debt, and what the Iron Bank tends to do is fund uh, their debtors' opponents because then the opponents will just take over the debtor's kingdom and they'll get their money back eventually. Yeah. Same as anyone. Um, break your legs if you can't pay me. Yes, totally. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, we get a bit of insight into what Tyrion is up against uh, as the Master of Coin, as well as uh, Podrick's um, abilities in the sack. Then we we cut back to Theon. He's on a horse and he's riding it. And he's right. I'm on a horse, motherfucker, doing flips and shit. <laughs> and he is. He is. He's dodging arrows. He's doing flips. He's, yeah. um, he, th- he thought he was away, but yeah, they, they, these guys came up over the ridge, start firing arrows at him. And, uh, he's such an idiot, Theon. Like, good, I finally escaped. Time to ride to the top of the highest mountain <laughs> and sort of wait around there for a while while I get my dumbass bearings. Totally. Totally. The, uh, yeah, uh, I don't want, I guess I can't say much more about this scene in terms of <laughs> how stupid it is, but it's stupid. Ter- uh, Theon's an idiot, but. And they um, have this like Battle of Endor ride through the forest mm, mm, on their, mm. on their speeder bikes. Theon yes, gets yeah. whacked with a mace real hard. Yeah, <laughs> he gets, he gets a bit of shell shock. Is it in the shoulder or something he gets whacked with it? Cause it obviously I think so. didn't kill him. Yeah, he just, yeah, he gets knocked off his horse. I think he, he, yeah. Um, I think he might have dodged the mace and he just hit the ground really hard. Either way, yeah. he's on the ground. He's fucked. They surround him. They're going to, uh, fuck him up the butt to fuck him, him into a, the a dirt. Lesson. Yeah, yeah. Is the, yeah. is the phrase that, uh, the coolest man of the bunch uses. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then, yeah, here comes that. Sweeper Boy. Yeah, yeah. These guys get fucked in the head by a guy with a bow and arrow. It's it's the sweeper boy. And he's real and good with that bow and arrow. He is. He really is. He, he takes him out immediately. One guy, the, I think it's the cool guy, is left. <laughs> <laughs> I regret calling him the cool guy. It's just a joke. <laughs> well, he is wearing sunglasses. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's left alive. He's, he's had a, a flesh wound. And uh, the last thing he says is, you little bastard, before yeah. Sweeper Boy shoots him in the head with an arrow from close range and, yeah, picks up Theon and says, hey, we're safe. Hooray. And, and, uh, my favourite character hey. is safe. Uh, and my favourite plotline is just continuing apace. Uh, yeah, but the, at this uh, point, Theon and Daenerys are the two that I'm the least uh, into. 
at this point, uh, for me as well, and the first time through, uh, especially Daenerys' plotline, uh, really did not have any interest in. I mean, it always felt, just because she's in such a different location, it always felt very separate. Mm. And, mm. um, I, yeah, I don't know, just the people who she has to deal with are so outside of the rest of it that it does feel more like a typical kind of, I, I can't think of a better term than the Monster of the Week shows or whatever, but a show where mm, some good mm. detectives deal with different people every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think it's, I mean, I agree, and I think that the stakes don't feel like they are high enough because of that. Sure, exactly, because you kind of know, uh, there's a thing that I don't really like a lot, um, it's talked about on the internet with plot armor, where like- right. The fact that they're doing Daenerys at all means, like, okay, she's not just going to be assassinated over the other side of the ocean. Mm, sure. Like, that would sure, be sure. stupid if that happened, because then you've explored all this place that isn't to do with any of the rest of it, to what end? And yes, and how, and even how are the, the peripheral characters in that situation going to rejoin the show? They're not, if that happened, so it's not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh... Well, I don't mind. I don't mind it this time through. It, 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 it's just not as interesting as the other stuff. I don't reckon. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, but what, what is very interesting to me, uh, this time through and the initial time is, uh, Jamie and Brienne. They're back. We're back over there. They're still locked up. Um, <laughs> pun intended, uh, because Locke is the name of that character that we forgot. Oh, nice. The coolest name. <laughs> The yeah. name of that fucking lame-ass character from Halo 5 who everyone hated, too. And, that's not uh, a reference point for everybody, but I, uh... I was going to reference the character Locke from Lost. Oh, yeah. Is that the bald guy? Yes, it is. It is, indeed. Cool. Never seen Thank Lost. you very much. <laughs> uh, it's it's worth watching. I was, I've, I was considering doing a podcast about Lost, um... Many years ago. Problem with doing a podcast about Lost is that every episode is a Lost episode. You fucking dick. <laughs> you absolute fucking idiot. <laughs> um, uh, so Locke, um, her, he comes for Brienne, basically. They do what they uh, fear they were do. Yeah. Mm, mm. Uh, and carry her off and she's screaming and it's really awful. And so Jamie has sort of like... The closest to a moment of having heart for somebody or something and, and convinces mm-hmm. them like, hey, her dad is like a sapphire mine guy. Yeah. In some well, way. I think, I think it's a lie because they're from, he says they're from the Sapphire Isle, which I think is just the name of it. I don't know if he actually is like a, 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 a gemstone miner, but he, he convinces them that, that, that that's true, that she is the, the, the daughter of a nobleman who is very rich. Yeah. And, uh, and it could be yeah. true for all I know. I'm not really sure about Tarth. I'm, 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 I'm also not sure in, in, in current times and in pretending I've only seen the show once. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he basically convinces them, leave her alone. Hey, mm. come give me a little bit of space here. My back hurts. How about yeah, yeah. a little cheeky meal? Jamie's like, hey, I can successfully convinced you guys of one thing. How about I convince you to unchain me? Yeah. How about I start pushing it? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, the, this guy Locke is, uh, he's got a bit of a, got a bit of an axe to grind. He's got a bit of a, an issue. He's always like, he's like, oh, you're always 
my daddy's going to save me. My daddy's, you know, going to take care of me. I can do anything because my daddy's so powerful. I think I I'm be- the smartest fucking guy mm. in the room at all times. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh. Who's going to be smart when I cut off your hand where your brain is? <laughs> uh, yeah. That's basically what happens. He's like, um, cause he's, oh, well, I, I actually like, really liked how this scene plays out because he puts the knife to Jamie's eyeball. Like, he's pressed his head down on this stump, and he's putting this blade in his eye, and he's like, Jamie's like, you're not going to get much of a reward if you maim me. And he's yeah, he's poking the knife in his eye, and he's poking it, and he's like, oh, yeah, but maybe you, sh- you shouldn't have been such a lippy cunt, hey? And um, then kind of pulls back, and he's like, well, anyway, guess I better cut off your hand! Sabunk. And they really and, show yeah. it. They really show it. It's, it looks pretty real. Jamie freaks the fuck out, and then we uh, we cut to black, and uh, a song plays, uh, and I thought it was all very effective. Yep. So, when I watched this episode, the easiest way for me to do it was to watch a pirated version of this episode. Okay. I was nowhere near the box set version of this episode that I own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I own this episode as an entire box set. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I've bought some of them on YouTube when I've been in this position before, but I just didn't do that this time because I didn't want to double up again. Mm-hmm. I spent like 12 bucks rebuying episodes <laughs> and I was like, nah, you know what? I'm going to use the information superhighway to sneak my way into a showing of this. Yes, fair enough. And you can use the 12 bucks that you saved for a burrito or something. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Almost literally a burrito, I'm going to say. The, um... Problem was that this last few seconds, the song kicked in early, so the last <laughs> few bits of this guy talking to Jamie, like, the song was playing b- uh, for about a full minute before his hand got chopped off. Oh, that's the whole scene, really? Yeah. <laughs> and is the song that plays in the credits in the actual version a weird, like, punk song? Yeah, it is. It's a it's a punk I- cover of the song that the- um. The, the the bear and the maiden or whatever, right? Yes, the 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 Bolton soldiers were singing in the first scene this episode with uh, Jamie and Brienne. It's a, it's now, a cover of that song. What the fuck were they thinking <laughs> <laughs> when they attached that punk song to the end here? I mean, I think they just wanted it to have a bit of an impact. It reminded me, though, unfortunately, of the end of the f- movie Watchmen which features a cover of Desolation Row by My Chemical Romance and is used in much the same way. And there's a million other, like, teen comedies that, that mm-hmm. do the mm-hmm. same thing where, you know, the character says one last thing and then it goes, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, late sure. night, whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I yeah. just thought it was a shithouse choice, but maybe because it kicked in at a weird time for me. Because I, I had my comeuppance for, <laughs> even when I own them, to have the bloody gall to go out there and get something for free. Uh, yeah, you deserve it. Uh, look, I, I think that the, um, technique was good. Uh, I just think the song wasn't the best choice. Yeah. I, it just, to having something so, um, out of the time period. Yeah. And, oh, no, and- I think, I, I think I'm in favor of that. I, I think I mean literally, uh, a cover of a song from the show by a band who's clearly a fan of the show. Uh, was was the thing that that uh, it felt a little bit sort of like Kitty's first movie, you know, like film school 
yeah. project. Uh, As we yeah. go on with this series, there will be odd concessions made for the quality of the show for the sake of celebrity power. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't wait until we get to that episode. Oh, man. Oh, when Ed Helms good. shows up <laughs> as, as the ghost of Ned Stark. <laughs> <laughs> and he plays a little song. He does a little, one of his little, uh, you know how yeah. Ed Helms does that song in the, the Hangover? He does a song in every fucking thing he's in. Yeah. The yeah. Starks, the Starks moving forward like wolves. Very good. It'd sound something like that. Very good. But that's yeah. the end of the episode. That's it. Uh, and yeah, I think I like it. I like it a, a bit more than uh, maybe the first time I saw it, I, I think is fair to say. But I also really like that um, that very ending. I think it really got me. It's gross looking. And also, I like how, in general, with where we are in the series now, how much every storyline has splintered off from one another. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're really seeing all these very different places and characters dealing with a lot of different things. Because it does make you excited for when all those threads start getting tied back together. Yes, that's a really good point. Uh, assuming they do. Some of which don't, I guess. The Ed Helms thread. <laughs> left open. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's why it's so frustrating. Well, maybe we um, should talk about some of that in the sealed section full of spoilers. Absolutely. Let's, uh, let's do that now. Uh, thank you, first timers, for listening and for watching along with us. Uh, we know that there are some of you, um, it's crazy that you've got to this point of uh, of of pop culture without having seen Game of Thrones, but um, and I admi- yeah. I admire your discipline for not just binging it before mm. these episodes come out because I know some people are doing that, and that is a level of self control that I will never have. Yeah, yeah. I also know some people have uh, decided to stop bothering watching the show just uh, <laughs> yeah lis- listening to our podcast because. It's less of a time commitment. They can listen, you know. While I mean, we we describe everything pretty well. I reckon. I I I, I reckon too. And yeah, people have said that. We we. I reckon from now on, though. We, yeah. We throw mm. in an extra scene that doesn't happen in the show. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Deal. Next. Uh, see if you can pick it next episode. <laughs> Uh, but yes, thank you for listening. Email in your spoiler-free questions to Aria Talking to Me Pod at Gmail dot com. Um, and we'll see you next week. For uh, everyone else, welcome. Here we are to the in the very- spoiled section. This is me doing an Ed Helms style song, <laughs> sealed with a kiss, my friend. I feel like that's the sort of tone he takes with the songs he sings. Yeah, they're a little show yeah. tunes, a little low grade Sinatra. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um. A few, like, seeing, by the time, just jumping into shit, by yes. the time Blackfish showed up again in the series, I had completely forgotten who he was. Yeah, okay. So getting some context again for who he was was nice here. I, I feel, I mean, I remembered the name Blackfish. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that's probably about it. Yeah, I definitely Blackfish was like, oh, someone's talked about Blackfish. But I didn't remember I th- we'd seen him here. Yeah, sure. I, I, I think I knew he was a good guy, and that's, yeah, that's all. Because he shows up, and yes, we're in the sealed section. I'm sure he's at the Red Wedding, and doesn't he escape? Oh, maybe. I can't remember that either. I just remember him doing this sort of assault on that sieged castle, right. or the defense of the siege castle, or whatever it was later on. 
Yeah, I feel like he's he's at the red wedding and then he leaves early, like you know, for some reason. He's huh, like, he right. must be pissed off, and he, and he leaves, and so he survives. Um, so he's not even in the show that much. No. Yeah, but I like him. I think he's a good character. I I, I think he's a good actor at least. Yep. Um, Edmund, yeah, Edmund, a goofy piece of shit, and I remember him being that later on too. He, yeah, yeah. I f- I forgot he was such a piece of shit though. I didn't know he literally fucked up a whole battle plan. Um, he always fucks up. He, he was he was kind of annoying. The next yeah. time we see him, he's got a bucket on his head and he's spinning around. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Any any other spoiler stuff? We've got some questions, but if there's anything specifically from this episode, um, um uh I'm not sure if there was anything else. Honestly, I mean, yeah. Obviously, Ramsey is. Uh, oh yeah, Ramsey's pretending to be. Yeah, and he and, and he comes off as a lot more of a obvious creep and a game player if you know mm. that retrospectively. Mm. So good work to the actor. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I don't know. I honestly don't think I was paying that much attention to these scenes the first time through because I don't care about Theon. Same. I remember not giving a shit to the point where I was confused by them because <laughs> I was like, wait, why is Theon in the woods? I Like, genuinely, in my memory before rewatching this, I remembered him as escaping through a sewer drain or something. <laughs> Just right. a completely thing that didn't happen. Yeah, I honestly think that I blanked out <clears throat> all of this faking, you know, faking, faking shit and just assumed from the start that this guy was torturing him and, and was the bad guy. Like, I just don't remember any Same. of this Because it's so nothing, it leads nowhere. Mm. All, all mm. this fake out bit, if they'd have just started it with Ramsey torturing him, it would have been the same deal. I, I, I reckon that you, there's a, an argument to be made that it builds the character of Ramsey to be uh, up to be a particularly cruel and and annoying dickhead. The effect of that is lost, though, if you're not really getting that out of, you know, just... I mean, but I guess they assume you're paying attention with this show, they, so... They whatever. assume you're paying attention, and, and, and it's a retrospective effect that is revealed, you know, in, yeah. in a, an episode or two's time. But, yeah, I honestly, I wasn't that tuned in uh, the first time I watched it. Um, what else is going on? I guess this is really the, the um, beginning of... Daenerys' slave army and an army in general and trans- transitioning from being like someone who thinks she should be, you know, the queen to being someone who is in a real position of power and mm. and, and we start to see what that does to her uh, personality, I guess. Yep. Um, so that's something that's, yeah, essentially right about to kick off. Um, I, I really liked the fact that we've gotten back to some political stuff, some some... Some game playing, some actual Same. game playing. The King's Landing scenes were probably my favourites out of this episode. And just watching Tyrion and Bronn interact mm. was nice. Mm. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that's probably enough general discussion. We've got some emails. Uh, got two, what have we got? Three or four, two or three, maybe. Um, Gotta do two now, two next week. Yeah, sure. Oh, there's one that's actually from a, a first timer. So let's just do a couple of uh, sealed section ones. Um, we oh, have yeah, got awesome. an, e- an email from Alistair from Scotland. Hello, Alistair, not- as you would say. <laughs> Hello, Alistair. Um, Alistair. <laughs> I can't do a Scottish accent. I'm going to Scotland. If you want to come to Edinburgh, Alistair, to, to yeah. my show, I'm doing it in Edinburgh. He doesn't say which part of Scotland he's in. So, uh, hey, check back in next week, Alistair. Um, but he says, loving the podcast so far, blah, 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 came from filthies, blah, blah, blah. That's all very nice of you to say. 
Uh, and then he asks, I was wondering how you two feel about the upcoming Clegane Bowl and who is likely to win. It's been hinted from as early as the tawny in Season 1 and most recently in the Season 7 finale with the Hounds, you know who's coming for you, uh, to the mountain. Personally, I think it would be a good end for the Hounds arc if he re-killed the zombie mountain in a duel, um, perhaps with some help from Arya. Uh, yeah, so uh, what do we think about the, the Cleganes facing off? Yeah, I could see it going either way, really. Like, the mountain kills the hound because he saves Arya and then Arya kills the mountain out of like, mm-hmm. ah, you mm-hmm. killed the guy who I think's all right now. Mm-hmm. 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 If she really does think he's all right now, I can't remember where they left off. Uh, neither can I. I think it's uh, ambiguous. I th- yeah. Actually, no, I think she, I think, I think she did, does not like the hound. Still. Yeah, I think she went back to that, right? Yeah, I think so. I think she would um, respect him still, though, in some way. Possibly. I, I think everyone probably assumes, you know, just based on story structure, that the Hound will redeem himself. Yeah. Um, and especially in the eyes of, of someone like Arya, who still, yeah, doesn't, uh, does not respect him. I don't know, though. I, I mean, it's also very Game of Thronesy for the Mountain to just crush the Hound's head and, uh, for Arya to not even know about the Hound being a redeemed man. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I I can't see it as just a mountain killing the hound. Maybe, but if the mm. hound dies, it has to be to the effect of another character. Does that make right. sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And certainly the the way that the show's storytelling has changed as it's gone on probably um, leans more towards that being uh, what will happen. Like, mm. it, I, I reckon if you'd only ever seen the first two seasons of Game of Thrones, you might just go, yeah, oh, the mountain will just kill the hound because bad stuff happens to everyone yeah but um don't know though but i I, yeah i would like to see that fight still kind of but on the other hand i never really got why everyone was so into it because i feel like the mountain was never a character yeah i think i think it is more about the the hounds uh character which i think is genuinely interesting and, and has depth and is also sort of um uh there are elements of his character that orbit around this conflict with his brother, even though yeah. the brother is yeah not really much of a character. Well, and all the fire stuff kind of comes from that too. Mm, mm, mm. That's true. That's true. Maybe there'll be some fire. Actually, there'll be some sort of flaming well, ring. Well, and then there's Melisandre and all of that who are fire, kind yeah. of void. So who mm. knows where any of that thematic shit is going to go? But man, there's a lot. <laughs> yeah. There's so much stuff that they could do. Um, God, dragons. Just... What? Dragons are fire. Oh, okay. Dragons are um, lit. <laughs> don't, don't even get such a hot take on Drake's Twitch. new album, baby. Whatever. Dra- Drake is a dragon. Did Drake you know sucks. <laughs> I agree. I hate Drake. I don't think any of his songs are good. Fucking elevator music bullshit. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Totally. It's atonal. It's non-melodic. It's, uh, I, it's, I don't like it. It's because he's a very handsome man. I was just going to say, he's not even that handsome. Uh, I get, no, I get that. Like, he isn't sort of traditionally like, whoa, look at that sunken cheeks, jawline, handsome. But mm. he's like, uh, I want to show this guy off to my mom handsome. <laughs> yeah, he definitely is. He was, yeah, he was a he's, teen. He's yeah. cardigan handsome. He totally is. Yeah. He's, he's guy who was on Degrassi. Um, yeah. Okay. He's Canadian. Fine. He's Canadian handsome. He's Canadian handsome. That's a very good way of putting it. He's Canadian Kanye, really. 
Sh- uh, I wouldn't be that cruel to him. <laughs> uh, well, see, I, st- I think Kanye's a very, uh, very talented artist and not someone who likes to apologize, whereas Drake is from Canada. I think, I think they're the opposites of each other. I think Drake's music sucks, but he seems like a nice guy, and I think the exact opposite with Kanye. Mm, mm, okay, yeah, exactly. So one's an American and one's a Canadian. That's oh, so they're they're Black Mirror images. Yeah, okay. Not as in black yeah. as in their skin tone, <laughs> as in the show Black Mirror that we were talking about before. It yeah, was a callback. Yeah. That's all it was. <laughs> no, a callback to the fifties tu- when people, people had the right attitudes. <laughs> <laughs> people have tuned into this podcast halfway through, so they do not get the callback. <laughs> Um, there's a follow-up question also from, uh, from Alistair. He says, would you guys watch a self-contained feature-length movie set in Westeros? Um, no, he- movies are where <laughs> I draw the line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he pitches, he pitches one, something like Taken, where Sansa gets kidnapped and the Hound is forced to go on a rampage of swearing with just his axe to get back his little bird. So yeah. I wouldn't watch a movie that was contained within the Game of Thrones show. I think a, I agree, yeah. But I would watch a separate thing in the same world. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I would watch it, but I wouldn't like that movie to be I, like I, that. I think I agree, yeah. I'm I'm glad uh, as well that the um, spin-off that's being at least, you know, put into pilot stage is is set in the same, you know, universe, but not the same world of the show. Totally. Um. So, anyway... Uh, he also he asks what other plots we think would work, but uh, look, we've done enough time for this podcast episode. We don't have have to go into uh, pitching, uh, <laughs> pitching movies. Uh, you get you you get these for free. So what do you cooking want? with hot pie? There you go. That's a YouTube um, series more than a movie. Yeah, <laughs> no, let's make it a movie. Okay, it's, it is a cooking series, but it's a it's a feature length. What? It's it's a five hour long movie and it's literally just the process of him baking something. Yeah, yeah. It's like a big chunk in the middle of the movie is him <laughs> out of frame and it's just an oven baking. <laughs> and you can vaguely, vaguely hear the sounds of conversations in the background. Yeah, sometimes he walks in to check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Let's. I think that's that could be something that could win best documentary feature. I reckon. At the um, fucking Logies, maybe. <laughs> oh, very skewered. Very nice. <laughs> uh, Tom Macno asks, G'day, guys. Love the pod, especially the sealed section music. Uh, very nice. Blah, 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 he says. For the first season, the guy who created the Dothraki and Valyrian languages also created a spoken language for the White Walkers. It was called Scroth. As the show went on, they decided not to use it, and the White Walkers either make a shrieking noise or the sound of ice cracking. Anyway, I was wondering what the two of you think Scroth would have sounded like. Oh. I... Probably Klingon. The word Scroth sounds like it would mm. sound Klingon-y. I think the language of the White Walkers would sound a little something like this. I'm walking here! Oh, my God. So, that that's is good. <laughs> a, an Italian walker. Yes. Not a White Walker. <laughs> <laughs> and B... The best thing, a little bit ahead. Thank you very much. Um, <coughs> yeah, I don't know, but uh, I think that what they've come up with on the show is 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 the best. It I, works, it, but it's interesting yeah. how different it is from a language, and it makes them have this weird, like, ethereal, magical, ooh, mm. how do they communicate thing. So, like, in a story way as well, them just having a spoken language would make them so different. Totally, absolutely. It would it would seem like literally a, a, another... Um, 
another ethnicity almost, you know? It's yeah. just like a different, a different guys from a different area. Yeah. All um, right. Yeah. Good shit. Well, uh, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad that your phone battery lasted this long. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude. If, if we, if the edit turned out well and there's no problems with this, nobody would know the shit we went through in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, yes, thank you, Sealed Sectioners, for listening to this point. Uh, send in your questions. All the details will be on the social posts. Aria talking to me, pod at gmail.com. We're on Twitter and Facebook and all that shit. And we'll see you next week for another episode. Goodbye. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.